Boating is my passion. That's why I chose this career path is because I love boating because it's literally, in my opinion, the best job in the world. Safety is so important out there. Yeah. And anytime I see a boat with kids, what I think about, you know, is my kids. And yeah. I, you know, I enjoy keeping people safe and, you know, that's that's what we're out there for. That's good. By far, we can't stress, you know, life jackets enough. So definitely, you know, as much as we mention it, the reason why we mention it so much is because that is the yeah. most important piece of equipment. If you're wearing it, you should be wearing it that you need to have in order to go home safely. Yeah. Check your fire extinguishers. I would say that 50% of the fire extinguishers that I check on a boat are usually no good because they lose pressure. If your boat is 16 feet or over, you got to have a throw cushion and proper display of registration. That's one of our most common enforcement stops. That's the biggest tips I can give uh-huh. folks is check your registration, make sure it's still up to date, make sure it's displayed properly, and have all that safety equipment. The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching, for listening. we got a great show lined up for you today, Mr. Don King. Yes, sir, Jason. Thanks for the invitation, and um, I'm glad to be co-hosting with you today. Yeah. We're going to talk some boating since the weather's changing, people getting ready for Memorial Day, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, for sure. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, uh, you, we can never... Is that double negative? Can't ever talk enough about it, right? <laughs> Can't never talk nothing enough about it. Yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, reminding folks about what they need to be doing to be safe on the water is uh, something that we we kind of live by here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's uh, it's that time of year. Uh, Don, you want to hit up a radio station before we yeah. jump into this? Yeah, we're we're looking at uh, the Brownsville station, Brownsville, Tennessee, WTBG ninety five point three. Uh, at 12.30 every day, Monday through Friday, you can hear the Wildcast Extra. And uh, during the weekend, you're going to hear the full show. So tune in to uh, Brownsville Radio there, WTBG. We appreciate them a whole bunch, along with our other radio partners as well. Yes, uh, we love our radio partners. Uh, if you uh, aren't a radio guy and you're a podcaster, go out there and listen on the podcast feed. You can find us just about anywhere uh, podcasts are found. Uh, and might be some special news coming out about the podcast. We'll share it later. But yeah, uh, just go like us, subscribe to us, uh, comment. Uh, love to hear from you on on those platforms. And um, I guess that's it. I was going to mention oh the radio, the TV stations too. Those oh are, yeah, those are growing, and we got more coming on that too. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll be talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so today we have Josh Landrum with us. He's the District Twenty One Boating Officer. Uh, and District 21 might be confusing to folks, but that's Region 2, Middle Tennessee, on the north side of Nashville, right? Yep. Uh, I got Percy Priest, you know, Old Hickory Lake. Nashville Lake. and up, kind of, is that District yeah, that, 21. That, yeah, that'd be District 21. So. <laughs> but you mainly work, around Nashville. I mainly work on Percy Priest and here in Nashville area, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, Josh, we're glad you're here. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've been on Wildcast before, but just kind of yeah. introduce yourself again, let people know who you are, and, and uh, we'll get started. Yeah. I mean, other than being a boating officer, you know, I got three kids, and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm passionate about fishing. So okay. that's, that's one reason why I got into this line of work is because I'm a bass fisherman. Uh, my kids love bass fishing. My son fishes on the Mount Juliet 
uh, bass fishing team. Oh, so, nice. Nice. So I've, I've been busy this spring with uh, him and doing that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, well, we may have to have, ask a few fishing questions while we're on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. So family man, uh, that's great. Um, lover of fishing and boating officer day to day. So I know it's tough out there, and, and this season is when it's heating up, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's by far my favorite time of year. I love being outside. I love warm weather. Um, it does get hot out there, but, you know, that's just part of it. I'm used to it, and uh, I enjoy talking to the people out there on you know the stops i'm making the fishermen i talk to so it makes the job enjoyable and that's that's one thing i love doing that's cool and knowing your family guy you know you just uh that means a lot of, i know to you when you come up and check on on a boat that's maybe got some kids on board you know just oh, yeah. making sure that they're they're in compliance as far as being safe you know having the proper life jackets on and and that yep. kind of thing you you can't help but be thinking about your kiddos i'm sure oh yeah um you know like i said you know safety is so important out there yeah and anytime i see a boat with kids you know what's great is the agency provides us with those chick-fil-a coupons uh-huh kid i love giving those out to kids yeah <laughs> the the parents love it um because they usually get one too, but uh, <laughs> so but yeah, I'm I'm always you know that's what I think about you know is my kids and yeah I, you know I enjoy keeping people safe and you know that's that's what we're out there for. That's good, good deal. Well, and you you spoke about the the bass fishing team too. That's important. I know those guys out there they can't they don't stress that enough. I mean that's wearing your life jacket while you're on that bass boat fishing with that team and things that's that's important yeah. dude yeah the the high school bass fishing trail here in tennessee is is ran really great and professionally um they had their one of their last tournaments on cheatham lake and me and uh sergeant brad bagwell were out there on the boat and i was extremely impressed about the how the tournament trail was ran and the safety that all the captains and the kids that are fishing it mm -hmm. were showing so it was it was really impressive and um you know i, I love it that my son's a part of it yeah That's hey awesome. some some parents do uh travel baseball some do travel soccer basketball that kind of thing yeah. mm -hmm. so uh so that's neat to see the the yeah. fishing is is uh, kicking in like yeah. that as and, well and as yeah as much as i've been around the state um I'd never been to Normandy Lake until this year. Oh wow! And so I was, I was really, it was fun to see it, uh, and you know, I was really surprised how small of a body of water it, uh -huh. water it is. So anyway, so I've gotten to see some new places myself uh, just through him. All right, that's neat. cool. Yeah, well, I'm going to jump ahead since you mentioned not, you know, not being on Normandy before. I mean, as an officer. You may get assigned to a certain county and work a county for a little while and then move to another county that you, you kind of want to be in when that spot opens, if you can get that transfer. But uh, And you may end up working a certain body of water and never seeing yeah. you know, another one. So talk about how, how kind of how an officer's uh, position works and, and the role works and how they kind of move around or can move around. Yeah, so um, I started out uh, in Houston County. So uh, being in Houston County, it's right up against Kentucky Lake, so I got to work Kentucky Lake. And then, uh, you know, just whenever openings, when an officer retires or transfers into a different position, um, other counties will come open. And uh, I was in Houston County for one year, and Davidson County came open. And so, um, you know, I transferred. Not many people have ever transferred into Davidson <laughs> County. Usually people transfer out of Davidson County, but yeah. I'm one of the few that's uh, transferred into Davidson County, and I was the Davidson County Wildlife Officer for about two years before the uh, District 21 boating position came open. And like I said, 
boating is my passion. That's mm-hmm. what I. That's why I chose this career path is because I love boating. Gotcha. Yeah. And so when that position came open, you know, I, I transferred right into it, and so here I am. All right. Speaking of career paths, Jason, have you got an update on when the the uh, they'll be looking at? recruiting new new folks for uh, the next class yeah the application dates for the next class is september 28th through october 18th so that's when you can get your name in the hat uh you know to to become an officer and and go through the process of interviews and things like that um so yeah that's that's when it comes up and i think there'll be close to 15 slots available and i know we're we're also talking to kids that you know like Josh's son and son's age that is looking down the road. You know, what do I need to be studying in college or yeah. even high yeah. school for to kind of prepare myself for this? If that's what I want to do, tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Josh. Yeah. So, um, you know, part of our jobs, which a lot of people might not realize, is we go to schools. You know, if, on ag days when mm-hmm. they might have their ag yeah. day, four H stuff. Yeah, four H stuff. So we get a chance to talk to a lot of uh, kids in school, a lot of high school seniors and freshmen, even smaller kids. But um, yeah, you know, if the best way to get one of these positions is go to college, and that's what we tell them: you got to go to college and get a degree in some type of natural resource management. Um, I went to UT Knoxville, uh, the best school in the world. And go big orange. There you go. go. <laughs> Highly recommend it to anybody. But uh, so yeah, get that degree, and then you know just watch for these application dates. Uh, you know, it's very competitive. So, yeah. you know, while you're in college, you know, I always tell students also, make sure you're doing some internships that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, do some type of, you know, I did an internship with the uh, NRCS, um, and I worked with the wildlife biologist over in Knoxville. And, you know, that went a long way on my resume. Oh, yeah. So that's one of the best things that uh, once you get into college that you can do is, you know, yeah. those internships are highly important. Make the most of those summer breaks, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and go in with an open mind and and the uh, openness to move around and that yep. kind of thing because you know you, you really got to jump in there when you can. You may yep. end up in a county or you know you don't want to be in or an area of the state you don't want to be in, but you can work your way out like kind of like what you did. You yeah. Know? So uh, you know I went to UT Knoxville and I graduated and I I wanted to be a game warden, so I put in for multiple states around uh-huh. us. Um, and I got hired on in Alabama as a conservation enforcement officer um, in 2008. So I stayed there, got you know experience. Mm-hmm. I loved the job down there. You know, it's basically the same, the yeah. same type of work. Uh-huh. So uh, I was a conservation enforcement officer down there from 2008 to 2011, and got the chance to come back here and. Mm-hmm. Went through the application process with TWA and got hired on here in 2011. So, yeah, you got to be open. Got to be open to go anywhere. I mean, it's competitive. So, yeah. and, and you kind of fell into your love. I mean, uh, the boating and the and the water side. But uh, an officer could could be in the field, you know, in yep. the truck rather than in the boat, right? Yep. There's a you know there's only a handful of uh, full time boating positions in the state. I believe there's nine. Okay. Uh, total across the state. So, um, you know, there's only a handful of them. So most most time if you hire on you're going to be a county wildlife officer uh which we all do the same thing it's just you know kind of how you code your time and what you are supposed to be spending the majority of your time doing right so uh but because i still get out there and work you know opening weekends of deer season and turkey season so i'm still out there helping out you know the the county guys but you know my main job responsibility is boating enforcement 
And then wildlife officers, uh, if they've got a body of water close by, I mean, they're they're yep. tasked with, with working the water as well, aren't yep. they? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, and especially, you know, once summertime hits, you know, all the officers in, you know, across the state, you know, if they've got water in their district, you know, we're, they're expected to go work it. So, um, but it's fun. I mean, that's that's why we're all, that's why we're all on the job, because it's mm-hmm. literally, in my opinion, the best job in the world. Yeah. Well, um Let's jump into some of the boating specifics here so folks that are listening and watching uh, will know what they need when they get out there on Memorial Day weekend or even sooner. I mean, it's warming up. It's time to yep. get out there. Uh, so what's some of the, the obvious things that you need? I know uh, we touched on those kids wearing the life jackets and yep. life jackets in general, but what's some other things that make sure you got it uh, when you head out? Yeah, yeah, and by far we can't stress, you know, life jackets enough. So definitely, you know, as much as we mention it, that the reason why we mention it so much is because that is the yeah. most important piece of equipment that you can have if you're wearing it, and you should be wearing it, um, that you need to have in order to go home safely. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, like you said, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. Um, you know, this usually is the kickoff weekend for most families that own mm-hmm. boats. So they their boat might have been stored for the past, you know, <laughs> seven months or so. Yeah. So uh, it's always important, you know, check your fire extinguishers. I would say that 50% of the fire extinguishers that I check on a boat are usually no good. They're usually oh, expired. Yeah. So that is what I found personally that, uh, you know, people really need to check is those fire extinguishers because they lose pressure. I mean, over time, they get old. You might never you might have bought your boat 20 years ago and have never even looked at it. So yeah. uh, make sure you check those fire extinguishers. Uh, you know, if your boat is 16 feet or over, you got to have a throw cushion. Um, so check that. Uh, and proper display of registration. You know, that's one of... Um, our most common um, enforcement stops is improper display of registration, whether that registration is expired mm-hmm. or the numbers aren't displayed properly on the boat. So, uh, you know, that's that's the biggest tips I can give uh-huh. folks is check your registration, make sure it's still up to date, make sure it's displayed properly, and have all that safety equipment. Yeah. Well, and some things that I forget about, too, we were talking before the show, is like the you're out there checking fishing rigs as well. Oh, yeah. You're not not just checking the, the boater to make sure he's, he or she's got life jackets and fire extinguishers, et cetera. But uh, those fishermen out there who are, you know, bringing in a creel, you're making sure those guys are in yep. compliance too. Yep. Uh, we're fortunate, you know, here in Tennessee, we have some of the best fisheries, you know, in in the nation. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we're out there checking checking creel limits all the time. Again, I work priest, so uh, priest, the springtime fishing season was awesome you know lots of hybrids caught lots of crappie caught so it's been been a real good spring for uh fishing here in middle tennessee so where were those crappie caught <laughs> <laughs> honey hole I, I believe my microphone's breaking <laughs> didn't hear that question did you uh yeah so uh, i was just going to highlight a little bit here priest you know uh that's where you work most time but like that's 30 per day in combination of uh, in combination of all species uh, of crappie. So 10-inch minimum, uh, largemouth, five per day, largemouth, smallmouth, spot bass. Uh, but largemouth has a 15-inch minimum, smallmouth, an 18-inch minimum, spot, no length limit. So just check your guide. There's a lot of good information in these guides, the fishing uh, fishing guide this year. You've got the small versions if you, if you haven't seen that. Uh, and there's also the larger 
Yeah. But this fits and, in your tackle box really nice. And like you said, you know, the big thing there is people need to know that those uh, krill limits and size limits can change from lake to lake. So yes. Yep. Make sure wherever you go, you check that uh, regulation before you go out there so you you know what, what you can catch and how many and what size. Well, that all plays yeah. into the management of the fishery. Yeah. You know, the they go out and our guys go out, the biologists are out there shocking and sampling and, you know, taking taking uh, data from, yeah, yeah. from what they find and, and basing the, the uh, creel limits on that. Yeah. So, uh, so Maribone Lake here in Davidson County this past uh, week, our fisheries crew was out there uh, shocking up uh, fish. And, you know, they, they have known that, you know, they found that it's stunted on bass, so they okay. removed, they removed some stunted bass. Okay, so which is great for the fishery. So uh, our fisheries guys are excellent. You know, I, I yep. applaud them for what they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it goes back to going to school. I mean, uh, you're going to school for for fisheries, for wildlife, for natural resources of some type. You could maybe find you a spot in, as a biologist, not just not an officer, but yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. So there's, there's all kinds of opportunities here at the agency. I know it's tough sometimes to get in. There's windows and things but yeah it's it's a great place to work and and you're working for the state it's 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 nice um and there's room to teach too yeah. which is what we pulled josh away from <laughs> yeah. today to get him to come do this yeah going back to uh, new officers this last class they're finally you know they hired on i guess last uh june mm. and here it is may and they this is their last uh big session of teaching okay. which is the the boating uh section it's uh four weeks long of boat training uh-huh. so they're you know you know some of them have never been in a patrol boat the size of ours so they're learning how to drive our patrol boats they're learning about boat incident investigation they're learning about bui enforcement so uh, it's it's their last big uh training session and you know i can tell you they're itching to get out <laughs> so <laughs> they've been they've been powerpointed a lot so oh yeah but um but it's awesome training. Uh, I think it's some of the best training that we put on. We've got some excellent uh, uh, boating uh, leadership within the agency, also. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll second that. Um, you know, Matt Majors just moved up into yeah. uh, lieutenant colonel, so uh, that position's available. And I know a few folks are fighting for that, so yeah. we'll see who gets that position eventually. But uh, that's yeah, we do have a lot of great boating enforcers and 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 folks in the agency. And uh, Josh just mentioned BUI, and uh, tell us what's new uh, along those lines, Josh, this year. Yeah, so uh, there's been some legislation uh, go through that, um, which is excellent legislation. It's all about, again, safety. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our main goals is to remove, to identify and remove impaired operators off the waterway. And we never want anybody out there impaired. It, you know, it just obviously creates a really bad safety situation yes. for families, for anybody. Yep. Um, so they uh, had some legislation passed this year that goes into effect July 1st that puts all the penalties for BUI the exact same as DUI. So we're, you know, the, the thought is to help prevent mm-hmm. and before it happens. And we're hoping, you know, that's, that's what, that's what this will do. That's right. And, uh, just just a shout out to some of the legislators that were responsible for that. Uh, the bill sponsors, uh, Senator Becky Massey and on the House side, Representative Dale Carr were the, were the sponsors of the bill. And uh, other senators that signed on the bill were uh, Senator Ed Jackson and uh, Senator Paul Rose and other state representatives that 
ended up signing on the bill um, included William Lambert, G.A. Hardaway, Ron Gant, Dan Howell, Esther Helton Haynes, uh, Kirk Haston, Scott Sapicki, uh, Charles Charlie Baum, and Jeff Burkhart. So, uh, uh, special thanks to all those. Yeah, too. I think it's important to say too, which these those legislatures you just mentioned did such an excellent job with this. There was not one single nay vote. Awesome. It. So it passed unanimously. That's great in both the House and the Senate. So that's how much those legis- the legislatures in our state believe in safe waterways. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, and it, it when you're on the boat, it extends to the to the, to the land. Yep. I mean, you got to get that boat home somehow. You're either going to trailer it, or you're going to pull into your slip and get in your truck or your car or whatever and go home. So it being yep. safe on the water, uh, you know, leads to being safe on the road. Yep, that is, yep, that's correct. So, uh, uh, like Don said, you know, BUI equals DUI, and uh, you know that is that is, that's very true. There is no difference. Mm-hmm. There's no difference on you know other than you know you're, when you're on the water, there's on the, you're on the roadway, just yeah. as dangerous. Yep. Well, and um, it's not always the highlight of the job, but um, and it's not always BUI focused or, or you know uh, drinking doesn't always cause these. But we had what seven. Fatalities yeah. this year so far? Yeah, unfortunately, we've already had seven uh, fatalities across the state on our waterways. Um, so you know that's we we want we want that number to be zero, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that's the tough side of the job. Uh, that's the toughest part of y'all's job, I'd yep. say. Yep. And out of those seven, four of them were paddle sport related. Mm. So that shows the importance of wearing that again wearing that life jacket you know at all times but especially if you're in a canoe or kayak they sit lower to the water they're harder to see they're easy to fall out of um if it's windy you know i've seen it myself i've personally seen it myself where somebody fell their kayak and the wind blew the kayak away from them and they didn't have a life jacket on Mm -hmm. and so uh but yeah that's the wearing that life jacket is extremely important yeah Canoe or kayak? Yeah, uh, there was a uh, a storm that blew in a few years ago. Were you part of that rescue that happened? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's what happened. Their kayaks got blown away. So mm-hmm. and they were there swimming in the water. And there, when that when those storm fronts move in, especially in the spring and summer, they're strong. And yeah. You can go from zero wind to wind gusts of 30 to 50 miles an hour instantly, which create huge waves. Oh, yeah. And those are very difficult to swim in, mm. even with even for experience. Uh-huh. And that's uh, – uh, and all that training from the academy and things like that y'all go through, that's what helps you be prepared for those moments, for those rescues and things yep. like that and working these accidents. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we had touched on it before the show. Uh, y'all – don't stop the academy. There's continued education, right? Y'all keep improving and keep learning and oh, yeah. and, and even working with other states. Yep. Touch so, on some of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, every year, you know, our officers are required to do continuing education uh, credits. Mm-hmm. So we do uh, online training. We do in-person training. Uh, training never stops. You know, it, in law enforcement, you never want training to stop. I yeah. Mean, Thing, the things change, laws change, um, and then uh, also uh, we were very fortunate to be able to host a training conference uh, here in Nashville last summer. Um, the North American Wildlife Enforcement Officers Association—it's a lot to say—but uh, <laughs> NAWIA is what it's uh, pronounced. But uh, it's a um, 
nor it's the for wildlife officers and game wardens all across North America, Canada, United States, Alaska, mm. uh, everywhere. Yeah. So um, we had about four hundred come into Nashville, but it's a training conference where they come here and they you know have uh, training seminars. So uh, it was a great time. It's very uh, family-oriented also. So a lot of um, officers get to use that as a family vacation, and they'll bring their kids. Mm. And while they're, you know, in training, their wives and kids are out, you know, doing whatever activities are around there. Yeah. But, uh, this year, this summer, it'll be in uh, Utah. So, but it's really neat because it, it bounces around everywhere and yeah. get to go to different places. Josh wouldn't tell you this, but he was really involved in making that that <laughs> conference happened last year. So uh, anyway, he did a great job. It was, it I was appreciate that. a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was fun. I'd, I'd never, you know, had to put together a conference that size. And, yeah. Um, so it, it was stressful, but we got through <laughs> it and we had a great time that week. And, uh, you know, it was, don't know if I'd want to do it again. I say <laughs> that might be the one and only time. Once, I ever, once a so. decade, maybe, you know, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right, maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So with that training, do y'all go out and get hands-on, too? I mean, y'all on the water, or is it mostly in, in conference kind of training? It, it can be both. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, this summer they're going to have a uh, – a, um, shoot, I just thought, forgot the word – a shooting uh, – a, a virtual-type shooting. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. Um, so, yeah, it can it can be both. It's just whatever that state, to, you know, chooses to, uh, you know, have for that year and what speakers they bring in. Yeah. Uh, well, I know we focus a lot on the academy and some of the training stuff that goes on, but how did it differ for you? Uh, you said you started in Alabama. Did you go through the academy down there? And, and what's yeah. it look like compared to when you started? Yeah, so, uh, man, it's changed a lot. Um, our agency has is, is done a great job. You know, we started our own uh, academy. Right. And we've done, the agency has done a great job organizing it. Uh, we've got some awesome instructors. Uh, but, yeah, my academy in Alabama and um, was about 12, week, 12 weeks long. And I'm one of those where, you know, you'll hear the stories. And this was my story. I graduated, you know, the General State Police Academy in Alabama. Okay. And the day I graduated, you know, they just told me go out there and if I have questions, call. <laughs> so I was I was ran, put, on, put out there on my own. So, wow. uh we don't do that anymore. Right, right. <laughs> At least here in Tennessee, we don't. Our guys, uh, our guys are thoroughly trained before they're released on their own. Um, you know, they go through. I and believe, then they're still mentored, aren't they? They've got yeah, so we got, folks, we kind got of ride along. They do twenty-one weeks of uh, our academy, then they graduate the academy, and then they do another four or five months of FTO training, where they're with uh, FTO, a field training officer. Uh huh. Um, the entire time they're working before they get uh, to be released out on their own to work uh, solo. So uh, it's it's very structured. It's very professional. We're putting out very well-educated professional officers into the field. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've the agency's done an excellent job setting that up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, that's I think, good. I think they do an amazing job. Uh, very professional officers in this in this state. Hopefully the next graduation won't be the first part of December when it's oh, yeah, it was like cold. Fifteen <laughs> degrees out there, I think. It was cold. And then they decided to do it outdoors and live stream yeah. it. Wow. We might be going, you know, since they're doing the uh hiring in September, October, the process begins September, October. Um I from what I've heard the Academy will start in January, which is gonna put it graduating probably in June. So we're gonna have the exact opposite. We're gonna yeah, go from right. cold to probably cold hot. to warm. Hundred yeah. degrees. 
Jeez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before we have to close out here, uh, Josh, Memorial Day weekend, what's some quick tips for folks? Make sure they're safe. Yep, again, life jackets. Wear that life jacket. Make sure your kids are in life jackets. Check your safety equipment. If you're going to be out after dark, you know, check your nav lights. You yes. know, that's another thing that we really see. So have extra bulbs with you because yeah. um, those nav lights can go out at any moment. So, um, yeah, you know, again, life jacket wear. We can't, yeah. can't stre- cannot stress it enough. And if you are, you know, going to have alcoholic beverages on your boat, please have a designated driver. There you, you go. Know, have a designated driver. Yep. So, you know, everybody out there can go home safely. Be safe. All right. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you, Josh. Uh, thanks for all the hard work you do out there, uh, keeping at least the Percy Priest waterways safe. Yep. I know we got officers all across the state that do the same for all our other waterways. We appreciate you very That's much. That's right. I, like I enjoy it. Don, thank you. Thank you. This is Tennessee Wildcast. Keep following us. Keep coming back. Uh, if you're looking for that radio list, go to tnwildlife.org and find a radio station near you. Go subscribe on the podcast side. Go watch us on YouTube. There's all kinds of places to find us. Follow us on social media and keep coming back. This is Tennessee Wildcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.